Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. If you've been following all along with these daily podcasts, you know Thursday is Nerd Day, you know, and we are going to do half the podcast of when the Steelers have the ball, half the podcast when the Bengals have the ball, all the numbers I've dug up, and uh, here we go. It's a big one. You know what time it is? It's time for football and time to jump into the action at FanDuel Sportsbook and lounge at Live Casino. Bet on your favorite teams at our self-service kiosk and sit back and watch the players duke it out on the field on our massive 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So when the Steelers have the ball, Kenny Pickett is up to 23rd in EPA. I mean, he's, he's risen a little bit of late. Just ahead of Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Mac Jones, and Russell Wilson, just behind Aaron Rodgers. Now, things are about to sound, get a little worse. The Steelers average 5.1 yards per passing play. That is the lowest in the league. Every time they drop back, they generate 5.1 yards. Not completions, per pass play. They also average 9.3 yards per completed pass. So when they do complete passes, that's 31st in the league, second worst. So again, his 5.1, and, and that's the Steelers are at 5.1, and Pickett is at 5.1 yards per passing play, lowest in the league. On passes 10 yards downfield or deeper, Pickett is 20 out of 53 with zero touchdowns and seven interceptions. I mean, there's a Hail Mary in there, but not good. Um, last week, Pickett only attempted five passes between the numbers, but he did complete four of them for 54 yards. I think he's going to be a good you know, intermediate and middle-of-the-field thrower. They just don't do it enough. Um, Pickett is getting the ball out of his hands in 2.77 seconds on average. That's right about league average. So it's not like he's holding it real long. It's not like it's coming out like Ben last year. Um, when the Steelers were in 12 personnel during the first eight games of the year, 12 personnel is one back, two tight ends. Chase Claypool was in on the field as the second receiver for 60 of those 80 snaps. Last week with Claypool out of the picture, Pickens played 19 of 27 snaps of those of the 12 personnel, including 
17 of the 18 pass plays. I think I told you these stuff before. And also, I'm going to try to avoid some of the snap count stuff on offense because go check out my article. It really talks about that as well as the importance of the running game. So I'm going to skip over a couple of those offensive snap count things because I told you about them earlier in the week too. So Deontay Johnson is getting a 26% share of the target share of the Pittsburgh passing game. It's a big number. His 435 receiving yards is the second most in an NFL in the NFL right now for a player that doesn't have a touchdown. It's bound to return to the mean guys. I mean, he's going to get in the end zone, but according to ESPN's analytics, AJ Brown is the only receiver in the league that has gotten open more often than Johnson this year. He was fourth in this metric last year. The guy's getting open. He's going to produce. This is an ugly number though, for both top receivers. Johnson averages 1.18 yards per route run. Pickens is at 1.11. Like, we'll get to the Bengals receivers. They're much better than this. Every receiver, you know, Alave last week was like a 2.4. Two's a really good number. Steelers are at 1.1. I mean, for their top receivers, bad. Um, with Claypool out of the lineup, and again, that's only one game, Fryermoose saw, Pat Fryermoose saw a whopping 27% of the passing targets. His 23% target per route run is also near the top of the league amongst tight ends. And if you remember, Fryermuth led the Steelers in receiving yards in his team's first meeting with five catches for 75 yards. Um, Fryermuth also ranks seventh in yards per route run and fifth in target rate per route run in the whole league amongst tight ends. He has seven or more targets in six of his eight games this year. Big deal there. And, you know, he's been... A star, to be very honest with you. Um, the Steelers' 5.1 net yards gained per pass attempt is the lowest in the NFL. I actually mentioned that before. My fault on that one. Um, of the Bengals' 14 sacks this year, seven and a half of them are from their edge rushers, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. And if you recall, Trubisky was sacked just once in week one. So got to block those edge guys. Uh, they're not real twitchy. They're more power players, but that's where their sacks are coming from. You probably know this one too. Last week was the first time the Steelers have produced 200 or more yards on the ground since the 2016 season. But against the Saints, Harris was on the field for 50 snaps compared to 35 by Warren. But on third downs, Warren played nine of the 12 third down snaps. Harris had 20 carries. Warren had nine. And... Uh, they, Harris ran 16 routes as opposed to 14 routes by Warren. Okay. You know, uh, Pickett's eight carries last week were a career high. This is kind of interesting, but despite only appearing in six games, Pickett is 12th among quarterbacks in rushing this year. Seven of the quarterbacks ahead of him have played nine games and the other four have played 10. He's only played six. So he's going to be jumping up that list quickly, passing guys like Trevor Lawrence. Um, over the past two games, this is a little misleading because of the Eagles game. The Steelers' offense has churned out 361 rushing yards over the last two games, but it's certainly promising. Um, the last two games, Harris has handled 58 and 56% of the backfield touches. Those are his lowest two percentages of the year. Um, DJ Reader is a Big time injury to watch from the Bengals. So how about this? When Reader's been on the field, they allow 0.9 rushing yards before prior to contact. 
Very low number. That's the best in the league. When Reader's not on the field, they allow 1.6 yards, rushing yards prior to contact, before anyone touches them. That's 26th. I mean, he is a difference maker in the middle of the field. Um, the Bengals' defense has been on the field for 570 snaps this year. They're starting safeties. Von Bell and Jesse Bates lead the defense in snaps played. Every other defensive player has been absent for at least 99 plays or more. Eight defenders have logged over 400 snaps, and 19 have played at least 97 defensive snaps. So a lot of people have seen the field on defense for Cincinnati. Um, Steelers have been exceptional in converting their fourth down opportunities this year. They are 75% on fourth down attempts. Really good number, because some of those are you're losing, it's fourth and eight, desperation time. They're not all fourth and one plunges. Uh, on just first and second downs, the Steelers' offense ranks 31st in EPA. You'd hope that'd get better if they're churning out running yards early in the game and getting their third and shorts and whatnot, but we'll see. I mean, that's uh, a new trend that of this having success on the ground thing. Um, over the past four games, including overtime, not including overtime, past four games, Steelers are running just under 73 plays per game. That's the most in the league over that stretch. They also have the fourth most dropbacks per game during that time frame as well, partially because they're running so many plays, but and they were losing a couple of these games. Um, Pittsburgh is the only team in the league that has yet to score three offensive touchdowns in a game this season. Yeah, I mean, kind of shocks me there's not more than one, but still not exactly a great endorsement for what they've done on offense this year. All right, we'll be back in a minute with the Bengals when they have the football. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Okay, the only quarterbacks in the league ahead of Joe Burrow in EPA are Tua, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Geno Smith. He's been tremendous. Especially once you isolate the first two weeks. The first two weeks were really rough, one of which you remember very well against Steelers. But he has been phenomenal since. And remember, he was coming back off an emergency appendectomy, a burst appendectomy, didn't play in the preseason, rebuild offensive line. Burrow's a star. Um, his average time to throw is 2.5 seconds. That's quicker than every NFL quarterback besides Brady and PJ Walker. Ball is coming out quick. Burrow's average intended air yards of seven yards downfield is higher than just six qualified quarterbacks, though. So a lot of quick, short passing. However, Josh Allen is the only quarterback in the league with more completions of 40 or more yards downfield. And he has an average depth of target between 6-4 and 6.9 yards downfield in three of his last four games, which is very low. But they still generate these long bomb 40-yard gains, and that's a lot of Jamar Chase and their receivers. So speaking of Chase, in week one against Steelers, he caught 10 passes for 129. Chase has only played in seven games this year, but still leads Cincinnati in receiving yards with 605. That's 86.5 yards per game for Chase. Pretty darn good. T. Higgins has 564 yards, and Tyler Boyd comes in at 537. So the three of them are pretty bunched up. Um, Higgins has appeared in every game this year, but he's battled injuries, and he's been in and out of several games. Um, He's played 396 snaps compared to 496 by Boyd and 467 from Chase. So, you know, Higgins is about 100 snaps behind Boyd, but he's the more productive player. Uh, I mentioned yards per route run. Higgins is at 1.99. Remember, the Steelers were at 1-1. Every time he runs a route, uh, Chase is at 1.96. Also very good numbers. Again, two is very, very good. They're just under. And Boyd's at 1.57, which is fine, you know, for a slot receiver, third receiver. Uh, In the two games Burrow has played without Chase, he's had just 232 and 236 passing yards. That's two of his three lowest totals of the year. Also, in the two games without Chase, Boyd has been targeted a total of 11 times, but he hasn't done much with them. Caught eight passes for 82 yards over those two games without Chase. You'd think his numbers would be a lot better when Chase isn't in there. Um, mentioned how much Burrow's playing not better now than last we saw him. He's only thrown two picks since playing the Steelers in week one. How about Joe Mixon, though? Uh, if you recall, he blew up before their bye. You probably had him in fantasy. You played against him in fantasy. He combined for 145 total yards in week one against Steelers. But in their most recent game, he rushed for 153 yards, caught four passes for 58 yards, and scored five touchdowns. Uh, the Bengals ran for 241 yards in that win over Carolina. However, Mixon averages just 2.4 yards after first contact, which is a half yard worse than league, league average. So what he's creating after being his first contact is a yard worse than the average. 
Only 8% of his rushing attempts this year have gone for 10 or more yards, also well below league average. So even with that huge rushing output put in their most recent game over Carolina, since he still averages like 99 rushing yards per game, only five teams average less. And the Bengals' 4.0 yards per rushing attempt is also 27th in the league. So is a run game fixed? They're probably asking the same question the Steelers are. Is our run game fixed or was it a one-game fluke? I mean, a lot of that going on. Uh, Mixon's 585 yards, rushing yards, leads the team by a wide margin. Burrow's second at 141. Uh, Mixon also dominates the snap counts. He's he's played 443 snaps. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan's only been out there for 168. No other Bengals running back has even seen the field for more than a dozen plays this year. Even mop-up duty, whatever. Um, the last three times Mixon has played the Steelers, week one and the two last year, 402 total yards against the Steelers in those three games, rushing and receiving. This is interesting, though. They're finally using him more as a receiver. Mixon's career high in targets for the season, for any season, is 55 targets. It's the most he's ever gotten a year. And he's never caught more than 43 balls. Thus far, he's been targeted 50 times and has caught 38 passes. So he's five behind in both at the midway point of the season, his career highs already. So that's made me crazy over the years. Why are they not throwing the ball to Mixon? Well, they finally figured it out. Um, the Bengals give up a sack on 8.7% of the dropbacks. The only team with a higher percentage are the Titans, Falcons, Giants, and Bears. So their O-line in protection is not worse. It is not fixed. Much like the Steelers, Cincinnati's offensive line has been very healthy this year. Uh, their, their weakest link, the left guard, Volson, has not missed one snap. Jonah Williams, the left tackle, Kappa, and Karras have missed a combined 20 snaps. And Leo Collins, the right tackle, has played 591 of those possible 616 snaps, too. So he's missed very little as well. Uh, the Bengals' offense has committed just four holding penalties, lowest amount in the NFL. A little bit shocked by that, considering the pressure they allow. So if you just look at EPA on third and fourth downs, you know, money downs, Kansas City is the only offense that's better than the Bengals. But on early downs, first and second, the Bengals are right in the middle of the league, 14th some of it's back to not running the ball very efficiently, you know, early on. And they were also a little bit um, predictable with their play calling. That looks like it's a little bit better right now. Um, but how about this? Burrow bails them out, you know, with their early down problems. Third down and seven or longer. Third and seven. You don't convert many third and sevens, let alone or longer. Burrow has completed 28 of 35 passes for 384 yards Five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Studly. Okay, how important is T.J. Watt? Well, when Watt has been on the field this year, they allow 4.5 yards per play. 4.5. It's good. When he's not, six yards per play. Whoa. That's massive. So if we just isolate Watt's impact on the passing game, the Steelers give up 8.7 yards per pass attempt without Watt, 6.3 when he's playing. They also force a sack on 9.5% of the dropbacks with Watt against just 3.9% when he's not on the field of, of dropbacks. And here's an unbelievable number. And this is going to be how we wrap up the show. Leave on a good note. 
in the his last seven home games, <laughs> TJ Watt has 15 sacks. Like that's almost hard to believe. <laughs> I mean, over two sacks a game over a seven game stretch at home. So if you guys are going, be loud on passing downs. Help TJ get two more, if not more. So that's a wrap. We'll be back tomorrow with some key matchups and some general stuff for this matchup as well. Over and out.